In today's podcast, we ponder our purpose in a mud puddle. We capture a glimpse into the inner workings of heaven, at least according to Pixar. And we wonder about the difference between spark and purpose. And I'm reminded how to tell them apart by a tiny little hand, all on the way to answering the question, how important is purpose? Welcome to the Sky Pilot Podcast that explores questions of faith, spirituality, and religion. I'm Dan Matthews, and I don't have all the answers, but I do enjoy the questions. Welcome to the podcast where every question is an invitation into a spiritual quest, and you're invited along for the journey. Almost 30 years ago, I took my youth group on a camping trip to the mountains of North Carolina. We're going to be camping for a week, and I'll have to tell you, I was really excited about this trip. Unfortunately, once we got there, it started to rain almost immediately, and it rained nonstop for the entire week. Even waterproof tents are not really designed to keep out water for six straight days of rain. Now, our son, who was about four years old, was with us, and he slept in the same tent with my wife and with me. He woke up early one morning, and we got him dressed. Afterwards, we struggled to get ourselves dressed because we were in a little bitty pup tent that would, we discovered, spring a leak if you touched it anywhere on the side. Now, imagine two grown adults trying to get dressed in a tiny little tent while never touching any part of the tent. In hindsight, it was kind of comedic. In the moment, it was not. As I tried to put on my pants without extending my legs, the tent collapsed on us, and I heard several of the kids in the youth group laughing. Evidently, some of them were already awake making breakfast in the nearby shelter that we had put up, and they laughed. They didn't come to help. They just laughed. I struggled to finish getting dressed, and I was not in a good place. I was tired and cold and angry at the laughing youth group members, and I finally climbed out of the flaps of our sodden, collapsed tent in my foul mood, and then I saw our son about, oh, ten feet away. He was squatting down with his rear touching his heels, you know, in that way that kids can do and Adults no longer can. There was a tire rut in the ground filled with rainwater, and he'd found in that rainwater a salamander. There he was, squatting with his hands on his knees, just watching. In all of this discomfort and misery, despite his wet clothes and his wet shoes and his wet hair, he'd found this moment of pure joyful discovery. And in that moment, for him, nothing else mattered. Not the rain, not the cold, not the mud. There was just this moment of joy. And that was really all that mattered for him. Last year, Disney and Pixar released an animated film named Soul. Sarah and I watched it last week, actually, and I have two things to say about it. First, it seems to me to be an animated film for adults, which, by the way, is totally different than an adult animated film. 
Syntax is a surprisingly important thing, you know? We watched it because we had our 10-year-old granddaughter with us, and we were looking for something that hopefully everybody would enjoy. As it turns out, although she stayed in the room for the whole thing, she really wasn't interested. The issues it deals with are kind of grown-up issues and not the type of things that capture a kid's attention. The second thought I have about the movie is that the end has a wonderful life lesson. And so with that in mind, I should give the spoiler alert now. I'm now going to venture into talking about the life lesson given at the end of the movie. So be forewarned. I mean it, really. I'm going to do it now. Okay, if you're still here, and I spoil the movie for you, I, I think this one's on you. In the movie, before a soul can be sent to Earth for its life there, it has to find its spark. Once it has found its spark, it can go. In order to help these fledgling souls achieve this task, they are introduced to a variety of experiences, normally by a guide soul, a guide soul from someone who's died, in other words, someone who's already lived on Earth. So the guide introduces them to a wide variety of experiences, music, science, art, cooking, sports, it could be almost anything, all in an effort to help them find their spark. One young soul in this particular movie, whose name in this pre-human, pre-life-on-earth stage is just 22. That's its name, 22. And it is having a particular problem with this whole process. It's been hanging around for a very long time, unable or unwilling to find its spark. So the soul named 22 and Joe, the person who's been given the job of being its guide, spend a great deal of time trying to discover how one goes about finding your purpose. No matter how hard they try, they can't seem to figure out the purpose for 22. Towards the end of the movie, Joe admits to the beings who are the overseers. Now, I guess they're angels, except they don't look or really act anything like any image of angel you might have. Anyway, he admits to these overseers that he hasn't been able to help 22 find its purpose. The overseer hears him say this and just laughs and says, you guides always confuse spark with purpose. This seemed particularly pertinent to me, given the life many of us are living right now. Someone told me recently that they, like many other people, have been working from home since the pandemic began. And the struggle they're dealing with is one of, you guessed it, purpose. They love their job and truly have a sense of purpose as they get up and go to work each day. But working from home has stripped their sense of purpose from their daily work. Now they awaken each morning aware that there are tasks to be done. Life has become about, well, 
completing tasks. And it feels devoid of the purpose it once had. Last week, our adult son was exposed to COVID at work. A daughter-in-law gave us a call when she found out and told us that he was going to be coming home and was going to be quarantining at home until the doctors gave him the all clear. And she wanted to know if we would be willing to have our two granddaughters, age 10 and 2, stay with us until it was deemed safe for them to come home. And now you know the reason why I didn't release a podcast episode last week. Anyway, it was actually a welcome break in our never-changing routine. We now had a new purpose to take care of our grandkids and provide a safe, loving environment for them until, well, until they could go home. It also exponentially increased our number of tasks we had to achieve each day. Keeping up with the laundry, trying to figure out what a two-year-old would eat. I came to the conclusion that I think she's a die-hard condimentarian committed to only eating dipping sauces for the rest of her life. There was something truly wonderful about having this new purpose in the midst of our task-focused life. But by about the third day, the total dedication to our new purpose was just about to flat wear me out. We have a dog named Tonks, who I've mentioned before here, who gets walked three times a day, and our two-year-old granddaughter loves to help walk the dog. But simply getting from the door of our building to the park that's one block away becomes, with that additional help of a two-year-old, a gargantuan test of keeping one's patience and sanity intact. So when we finally made it to the park on this particular day, the dog was on the leash sniffing, the two-year-old was holding on to the leash, proud of the authority and responsibility she was bearing. I was breathing a little easier, having made it across the street with both of them, and now I was beginning to run through the things that I needed to do in order to get dinner ready when we got back to the condo. Then I was drawn from my thoughts as I felt a small hand reach up and take my hand. Now, as a quick aside, I remember being a parent of small kids and holding their hands. We'd hold their hands as they crossed the street. We'd hold their hands as they got out of the car. We'd hold their hands at the mall. We would hold hands as we walked through the airport or through a parking garage. And then they grew up, and we didn't hold hands anymore. I don't know exactly when it stopped, but I guess I'm thankful that on that last day, the last time we held hands, I didn't know that it was the last, because it probably would have broken my heart. Because as they grew up, I discovered I really missed it. So that little hand reaching up and taking mine in the park jolted me out of my purpose-driven, task-focused life. And suddenly I was aware of nothing more than the joy of this moment of holding hands. And that's the difference between purpose and spark. Purpose is your reason for being. But your spark is your ability to find joy in the small events of the day. Children don't have much sense of purpose. 
but they have an amazing ability to find their spark. Interestingly, we as a society work hard at teaching children to suppress their spark and to replace it with purpose. When both of my kids were the age that they were picking which college to attend, adults were constantly asking them questions about the process of choosing a school. And almost without exception, every adult wanted to reinforce the idea that college is not about the spark of joy of learning, but it's about purpose. My daughter wanted to get her degree in psychology, only to be told countless times by adults, oh, that that might be fun in the moment of school, but how do you plan to make money with a psychology degree? Not only can the spark of learning psychology not be enough, she was being told that you need to find your purpose in college. Oh, and your primary purpose needs to be getting an income. We're a culture that constantly reinforces the notion that what is really important in life is purpose. And then we find ourselves in the midst of this COVID, dramatically changing our world and our lives. Most of us have had our lives so turned upside down that we're, well, many of us are lost in terms of our purpose. And so for some of us, that's left us feeling adrift. And interestingly, there may be an opportunity for us to learn something in the midst of this upheaval. Perhaps the lesson for us is that we should be more focused on spark and less on purpose. A child's life is all about spark. Finding spark in a puddle, feeling spark while walking the dog, even in holding hands with an adult. Watch a child and you will see somebody who lives every moment as if there is a spark to be discovered just around the corner. There is an old adage that to be successful, you need to find the intersection of what makes you happy and what the world needs, and you will live a successful life. In general, I think that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I think it's horrible advice, but on the surface, it makes a whole lot of sense. Because what it seems to imply is that there is one thing that's going to make you happy, and you have to figure out the intersection between that and what the world needs, and a better, easier formula is to learn to recognize lots of happiness. Learn to recognize the small, joyful moments in everyday living, and and I actually believe the rest is likely to work itself out. It is funny because many of us spend life pursuing a purpose, believing if we find the right purpose, we will also find our spark. It is interesting and life-changing to discover that purpose doesn't give spark. But learn to find, recognize the joys in life, from holding a child's hand to discovering a salamander in a puddle, and you will quickly find that your purpose is not elusive at all. That's all for today. On your spiritual journey, may you ask questions, seek answers, and boldly go wherever the quest takes you. Be sure to check me out on Facebook. Just search for SkyPilot FaithQuest. 
My email is skypilot at gmail.com. That's skypilot with three T's, S-K-Y-P-I-L-O-T-T-T at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to SkyPilot FaithQuest. I invite you to send me a question or leave a review. And remember, the sign of a strong faith, solid religion, or healthy spiritual journey is not certainty, but that you keep asking questions. <laughs>